0: Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful episode of the Dear New Me show. It's a beautiful day outside, isn't it? Beautiful morning, and I think that we have a great show that you guys are also going to think is beautiful. Have you heard of Delhi Every Day? Have you? Well, he's the guy who released the song every single day last year. Yep, you heard me right. Every single day. Now, not only is he a recording artist, but he's also an actor. We're going to be talking all about how Hollywood is really like, how to survive as an up and coming artist, and also a couple of tools to get ahead of your competition. Super dope interview. He has a lot of great insight. I think that you're going to find him very, very cool, just like I did. I was very happy to do this interview. And of course, like all of my episodes, this is made ad-free. Thanks to all of you who have been supporting Raw Yogi. If you have not, make sure you go and support it right now. If you have, thank you. You have kept the show alive. Now, let's bring you this episode. You're listening to the Dear New Me Show, a podcast aimed at helping people gather great tools to become better versions of themselves. I'm your host, Nehemiah. Director, entrepreneur, vegan, and a bunch of other stuff that doesn't even matter. Cause at the end of the day, it really is all about you. I sit down with inspiring individuals, talk to them about their journeys, habits, and some of the tools that they use to become better versions of themselves. Hope you enjoy. Deli. We live? We live. We live. What's good? What's poppin', man?
1: Man, uh... It's cool to be here with you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know a lot about you. We talked a lot off camera, and it really gave me a lot of insight. So I'm super excited. Like I feel like interviewing you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we can do that. We yeah. can do that. And I'm, I'm excited to work with you, and I'll tell you why. Because before we even met, I did a video, How Are You?, For Markel and Futuristic. Yeah. And I worked hard on that video. I had very little time to prep it. Okay. And the one thing that happened was you showed up. (laughs) And you were already in costume. Yeah. You were dressed up as Toothpick. Yeah. And nobody told you to do that.
1: Nobody. The universe told me. I could tell you, like, my end of it. Okay. You could tell me how you felt, and I could tell you, like, my end of it.
0: What I felt was that this video couldn't get any better. Because mm-hmm. I needed toothpick. I had a whole scene and everything written out with the toothpick character. Wow. So it was like I thought I was just gonna grab anybody who was there mm-hmm. and be like, yo, throw this jumpsuit on, now you're toothpick, <laughs> you know. But you had the face tattoo and yeah. everything. So when you walked in, I was just like, All right. Normally on music videos, everything that can go wrong really, does. Yeah, exactly. But this time, everything's working great. So it was just like it was, That's it lit. was, it was an honor. It was a blessing, and I was like, I need to know this dude.
1: Wow. So on my end, um, yeah, futuristic had told me uh, the the theme of it, and I was just like, hmm, what can I do, like. Like, let's stand out. And uh, I was talking to my girlfriend. I'm like, who could I be from that movie? So we were looking, and I had the beanie. That's what started. I'm like, okay, I got a beanie. It's like, what if you just did a like a flower on my face, and I had a toothpick? She's like, you want to do a flower? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, let's do it. Who cares? So then I get there, and then you guys had the jumpsuit. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm toothpick. And they're like, did people tell you to do that? I'm like, nah, it's just kind of like a feeling, like a vibe. Like, let's do this. And then I'm glad that shit worked out like
0: that's so crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that that's crazy because that ambition yeah. is not normal. Yeah. That's not normal. When people hear music video shoot, first of all, they're not doing no research.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> if, 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 it's you me. know what I'm saying they're yeah. not doing
0: no research if they are researching the only thing they're doing is trying to find out where the weed man gonna be at yeah, so that, that they can you know what I mean they're not looking at oh this is the theme you know so yeah. that alone that's not really something that you can teach yeah. is that something that you've always had
1: Um, I gathered that like kind of after high school, um, dealing with some of my close friends, they just had that mentality. We call it like the Mamba mentality. Like Kobe is everything to us. So like we we working hard to try to have a one up on the competition somehow, so that's where I start researching and educate myself and things like that. That's where that comes from.
0: That's dope. Yeah. What what books did you read in um, the process of that?
1: Oh man, so many. How to win friends and influence people. Like you 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 know who we yeah. read uh, Dale love, Carnegie. Yeah, I really love the Forty Eight Laws of Power, Fiftieth uh, Law, um, all the Gary V books, um, Tony Robbins stuff like that, man.
0: So. You have ambition and you read. So first of all, you, you already <laughs> you already breaking stereo stereotypes. I was talking
1: to my lady about that last night. Like people want to run businesses, but they don't read. Mm-hmm. Like how can you? You have to read. Reading is so vital. Like even if you only do it a little bit, like you have to read.
0: That's actually one of the uh, traits of billionaires. Yeah, is the fact that to this day they continue to read. Yeah, and they continue to learn something new. Yeah, I can't even talk to you about how many people. Stop reading after high school. Yeah. Literally stop reading the moment that someone is telling them that they don't have to read anymore. Yeah.
1: It's like pulling teeth to try to get people to read in high school. (laughs) Like, oh, we got to read this. Like, yeah, just read it.
0: They're reading because they know. Yeah. That, and I remember I put this, I don't talk about my music career that much, but I put this in a song one time and it was like, they put the truth in books because they know niggas will never look ever ever yeah did you have like family that was big into reading or education or was this something that once high school ended, you snapped and was like you know what i need to change
1: um yeah this is like a first generation thing with me um i'm like teaching my siblings who are under me like all my sisters have their own business i'm the only one who don't you know but i'm Doing my own thing. But, yeah, I'm teaching my siblings these traits and these hustles. So, yeah, it's like a first generation. Like, my mom is shocked. Like, damn, like, how you move like this? Like, because it's a new generation, and I understand it a little bit more. So,
0: yeah. Have you come across obstacles when trying to share this information with people?
1: Yeah, uh, I noticed that people, older people mainly, they're just stuck in their ways. Like, this is what it is. This is how it's always been, and this is how it's always going to be. So... I just try to focus on the people who listen. Even like with with my music, like I don't just try to chase the world. It's like who wants to hear my message? Who's inspired by this? Okay, I'll rock with you. So yeah, it is it is a struggle when people are closed minded.
0: I think that I know I know why the closed mindedness comes and you know, it's obviously by design. Yeah. And also the older that we get, it is harder to yeah. listen to someone younger than us yeah. because in our head it's like what can this young right. punk? Right. teaching me you know what i'm saying i was wiping your diapers so yeah. that's one of the mentalities that as i get older i try to break and yeah. I, I, f- I forgot where i read the philosophy but it was like um a wise man knows that he can learn something from everybody yeah and i always took that like you know what that's true because you never know what somebody can teach you especially the younger generation because you guys are so connected to technology yeah. and access to instant information right off the bat it's crazy the amount of stuff that you can learn and that's why i say there's no excuses right nowadays right. for people right. there's no excuses out of those books was there one that you feel like was the most influential to you
1: the most influential um i would say The 48 Laws of Power, like, that's really, like, one of my favorite books, like, just the way to move and, like, how how things operate and, like, yeah,
0: I love that book. Give me uh, an example of one of the times that you may have applied one of the laws.
1: Um, man, play the fool, like, play the fool. I, I always love to get in a room of just intelligent people and just act like I'm just, you know, like a fly on the wall and... When you do that, people give you all the gems. They'll give you everything that you need to know as opposed to going in there acting like, you know, you know everything. And so definitely, I play the fool.
0: That's a huge one. Yeah. It's so funny that that one stands out to you because the older I get, what I feel like is one of the biggest downfalls, especially to like minorities, because we face this a lot more, is they don't want to play the fool.
1: No, they don't
0: want to they don't want to play the fool. They want to get into a room and they want to know every they want to they want to spit more information than ask questions. And I found that a lot to be one of the issues. And I watch like my cousins and I watch people navigate and I'm like, I just brought you into a room with four people who are millionaires. (laughs) One of them is on the urge of being a billionaire and I watched you. And you didn't ask one question yeah. the whole yeah. time, which you just said is such an important thing. And I feel like for me, that was one of the biggest tools that I used to grow Yeah, was starting to ask questions. And another thing was being able to take criticism. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things that I struggle with the most. Do you find that playing the fool? And some of the forty-eight laws of power, they go against being an artist because an artist is, you know, as an artist, you're supposed to be the complete opposite of that.
1: Um, uh, not for me. Like I, I practice humility a lot, and I just I do whatever it takes to to get to the next level. I don't I don't play too much into the ego. Like there's that artist's ego is sometimes detrimental to progress, and I I killed that. Like I don't let that ego stand in the way. So. I, I, I shape. I'm like a shapeshifter. Whatever I gotta do to, you know, move, I flow like water. I don't just try to stay solid because you hit stuff, and it's harder when you hit it when you try to stay solid. And I just, you know, I maneuver with it. So, yeah, it's not. It uh, it doesn't make it harder to be an artist following those laws. It's actually helpful.
0: I agree with that. Yeah. Have you um come across a lot of roadblocks or hardships as being an artist?
1: Being an artist. Yeah, man, a damn exposure on um, the saturation of the market, um, just how fast technology is moving, like the different platforms, and then introducing streaming. Like, I've been doing music for a while, like 14 years. So, I've, every time I feel like I got it, something else comes. It's like, oh, well, you got to do it this way. So, it's like, yeah, I'm constantly finding new roadblocks to where, like, I'm trying to predict where it's going now, as opposed to, like, where's it at now? Okay, let me try to catch it real quick. I'm trying to predict you know, where it's going. So hell yeah. Money it doesn't pay. Like it doesn't pay. I thought I thought that it would pay a lot more, a lot faster, and it didn't. Um I'm still at it, but yeah, things like that, man. Um fighting for inspiration and stuff like that. The normal stuff.
0: What gave you the idea that it paid? Uh um
1: my favorite artist is Soldier Boy. So if you know anything about Soulja Boy career, when you were 17, pulled off the lot with this, chains on, running through hotels, screaming like girls, all type of like stuff like that. So definitely the television, man, and that just for the scene like it was, man. That's you, you get signed, you get a hot song, you on, and that's what I thought it was. But over that, I, I grew a passion for it. So that kind of blocked out. Like when the money wasn't coming, it was like, I still love it though, you know? So, but yeah, shit like that.
0: Isn't that crazy? Because you and I were just talking about that outside. Yeah. And the misconception that comes around with the film industry and the music industry. Yeah. The misconception is that you either do a mixtape or you get a hit single <laughs> and the right ears hear it yeah they pick you up next thing you know they're gonna throw you a bunch of money to sign you yeah and then they're gonna put you on these tours and then your life is good yeah. from that point on yeah they've made us they've made us look at getting signed to a record label just like being signed to a professional athletic team yeah that's what they that's what For they've sure. made us think oh you just signed to the lakers you're good the difference between the Lakers and signing a record contract is that when that Laker signs his sign-on bonus and whatever his guaranteed money is, regardless of injuries, that's his money. That, that's his money. Yeah. When you sign that deal and you get that money up front, yeah, you owe. I've, You're instantly in debt. Yeah. You didn't just make it. When 50 Cent got that million for signing He was $1 million in debt immediately.
1: Just like that.
0: Immediately. So we get these ideas like, oh, yo, he just signed for this amount. He just signed for this amount. Yo, he's next. He good. That's us. But they're not going to let you know, like, no, you didn't just sign for this amount. This is what you owe us. And until we recoup that, (laughs) you are technically our slave. Oh, remember when you had that show out in Cincinnati? Well, remember when you went from the hotel to the airport, yeah, well, that car service costs money. Yeah. We're taking that out of that. Oh, remember uh, going from the hotel to the event? Well, that costs money. You had fun with the bottle service, right? You had about 10 bottles. Well, that comes <laughs> out the money. And the next thing you know is you're in a worse situation than before you started.
2: Yeah.
0: And then you get artists like J. Cole making songs saying, I think it was better when I was broke. Yeah. And people don't understand it And then people yeah. hear that, like, what you mean? That's what it means. Yeah. That's, that's scary,
1: man. That's scary, bro. And for you to, like, yeah, that's scary, man. That's scary. But I'm glad I know that now, and I can move differently, for sure. Like, I'm glad I found it out now, than getting into it and being caught up and wrapped up and not being able to get out of it. So I'm glad it took this long, because mm-hmm. I probably would have messed it up if I would have got to it when I was younger. So,
0: What is uh, your ultimate end goal as far as as the music goes?
1: Um uh, I really just want to entertain. Like That's really what I want to do. I just want to make my music, make music for TV, movies, stuff like that, and just live off that and then travel and just live. I want to I wanna work so I can live, mm. and I want to do it through entertainment.
0: Now, if you were somebody else that I hadn't worked with, I would probably tell you not to quit your day job. What? I would be like, yo, I don't think that's a good route for you.
1: Right. You know what I'm saying? I right. will tell
0: you, but I've worked with you, mm-hmm. and we actually just did a video for Sincerely, Callers yeah. not too long ago, and I think I recorded maybe like sixty people that day. Yeah, maybe you stand out to me more than anybody.
1: Word,
0: and I'm in the editing room, and I'm watching you, and every single action that you have, they be yelling,
2: we, we be yelling, yeah, y- yeah. <laughs> and it's
0: just like, I'm just watching this, so I'm like, I gotta work with this dude. Word. This dude is like, I can see him in film. Yeah. I can see him in entertainment Because of the animation And the emotion That you're able to convey In your actions In your face In your voice That's very hard People go to acting class For that
2: Hell yeah. And
0: you're able to do that Normally so I can see you doing that Yeah. Normally I'd be like Don't do the entertainment Don't yeah. do this. No 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 But I actually think That Word. you do you. have a future In that Thank you. So I'm down to help you In any way But I think that is One of the things That you said is that You now know How to maneuver Yeah Which is one of the most important things. What do you think you'll do differently as far as maneuvering in the industry with the information that you have now?
1: Definitely, um, the business, um dial in on that a lot more than I planned on because I was going to dial in on the music and go 10 times harder, which I still can. I I work hard, so to do both just as hard is not hard for me. So, But dial in on that business, man, to get get my own money to where I'm not borrowing loans and becoming in debt. So definitely that's going to be the route that I'm going for sure.
0: I think that's a good idea, and I want to touch on what you just said about working hard. One of the reasons why you're here, and also one of the reasons why, you know, you're putting Arizona on the map is what you just accomplished. Yeah. And that was writing a song, releasing a song every single day last year. Yeah. Now, I watched something and you were talking about failure Mm -hmm. being the reason.
2: Yeah. (laughs) that,
0: That inspired that. Yeah. How... Were you able to take that energy of failure, mm-hmm. which most people use as a they use it as an excuse mm-hmm. It's very easy to use failure as an excuse on why not to keep pushing. How were you able to use that as a tool?
1: I think it uh it came from like um high school like I was always like the underdog, like I was just looked at a certain way and I didn't like it, man. I never told people I had nobody to communicate this to, but I didn't like it, and I had a chip on my shoulder so um Coming into the music after high school, I started getting, you know, pretty popular. I was winning. I was in the clubs. I was doing this. I was doing that. So, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. This rap battle. I came into music battle rapping. So, I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. And I lose. I get booed off stage. It's never happened to me before. Shook my confidence. I went home. I cried. I needed the money to pay my rent. So, it was like, it was devastating, man. Like, I wanted to quit. So... That part of me kicked in and was like, bro, you can't go out like this. Like, this is all people know you for. Like, you have something to prove. It's a bigger chip. So, it's like, from then on, I told myself I'm going to work on my craft every single day somehow, whether it be reading about music, writing about music, writing music, listening to music, something to where I'm good enough to where I never feel this feeling and people understand who I am. And then, at that point, Delhi Everyday was created. And I just took that energy from, from that, that failure, that loss, and... I basically just reciprocated it into positive hard work energy and I
0: never looked back. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's also crazy that you use the term energy. Yeah. To know that what you felt was just energy that you gave the title failure. Yeah. All it was, was a source of energy. Yeah. Was that the first time? And I know you said you hadn't really failed like that, but was that the first time even on maybe of a smaller scale where you were able to harness energy to your benefit,
1: on a smaller scale, um, that was that's like the most the most memorable for sure. Everything else normally for me pretty goes pretty smooth.
0: Yeah. So you take you take this experience that is negative, mm-hmm. right, and then you turn it into something positive, yeah. right. Are there any people that you had witnessed do that before or any of your role models that you had seen do something like that before? Or when you heard that voice, was that just you?
1: That was, it was, it was me. Like, yeah, it was definitely me. I just, I I couldn't go out like that, man. Like, I I knew, because I knew I was great. I knew I was a good artist. I knew that I, I probably had more stuff to work on. So, it was just me talking to me like, bro, you know who you are. You know, like, this this ain't what it is. So go harder, work harder. All that means you got to work harder. You wasn't as good as you thought you were. So it was it was me. I'm very hard on myself, and I'm very... I don't know what that voice is, if that is me. But, yeah, like, I'm able to critique myself and be able to become greater out of that situation.
0: I think... I mean, just listening to you talk, I'm just like... How old are you?
1: 28.
0: I was like, yeah, like... <laughs> You know, you talk like somebody my age, Word. you know what I mean? And the fact that you say it was me yeah. that influenced me. I think that one of the most powerful things as human beings that we can know is how strong we really are.
2: Yeah,
0: And that everything that we need to accomplish anything that we want to accomplish is already inside of us. Sure. We don't need anything outside. It's good to have role models. Yeah. But at some point, those role models aren't going to be around. Yeah. When you were sitting in your room and you were crying yeah. after that battle, yeah. it was you and your voice. Yeah. It wasn't you and a role model. Yeah, your role model sure. wasn't there. <laughs> you know what I mean? For like sure. hyping you up like, yeah. no, come on, man, you got this. No, 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 no. Yeah. That was you.
2: Yeah,
0: And that type of strength is very hard to acquire. And I want to kind of touch on the music a little bit. Yeah. If anything could happen and could come from your music, what would you want the main outcome to be?
1: <clears throat> um. Man, that's crazy. Cause before it would have been like have like a Grammy album or something like. But this last thing, dropping a song a day, like I would say, like make history, have something that'll live on in it forever. But I just did that. Now it's just like, I just want to be able to live off of it at some point. You know, do some stuff to where I don't have to do music forever. I can still be around it, but I don't want to have to rap forever. That's not what I want to do. So just just something something that'll happen that'll give me something embedded forever. Whether it be like a hit song that's going to get me paid for a long time. Something like that to where I can just do other things in music or entertainment.
0: What other things would you want to branch out into? Um,
1: Acting. Um, I was in the system movie with uh, I Rock, and uh, just after that experience, he got me booked with another director. So I filmed another movie like right after that, and it was like, "Yo, this is dope!" Like you get to have like a little set family, and you get catered food and all. And I'm like, "This is cool." And uh, I, I'm always trying to be extra helpful. So if I'm on set with you, hey man, you need anything? And they're like, "You're the talent. Like you don't do anything. You you chill when we call you." And I'm like. Oh okay, well, I'm not used to that. I'm I'm always trying to be helpful. So, yeah, definitely like the acting. That's going to be cool.
0: Was that when you did the system? Was that your first experience with acting ever?
1: Um on that, on that kind of level, like I had did like some music videos and I did like this short film for the 48-hour film festival um like a couple years ago. Um but yeah, like an actual like movie and I wasn't even supposed to be in that role. Like that was just the universe um me committing to do something no matter what, and then I did it, and then the guy who was supposed to be in my role didn't show up, and Rock was like, you know, you think you can do it, and I'm like, yeah, man, I can do anything, like, I watch Friday all the time, all I do is recite movie lines, so just tell me what I got to do, say, and i do it, and then it worked, and that was my first time, like, being in theaters, stuff like that, so people hitting me up, like, bro, you did really good, like, that's a good movie, you did really good. And to me, it's like, I'm used to hearing that about music, but about acting, that was like a big like ego booster for me. Like, damn, bro, like you, you really could do this. So yeah, the acting is going to be crazy.
0: I saw the movie. What you think? I loved it. Word. Yeah, I loved it. I went to the theater and saw it. And I actually forgot that you were in it yeah. because I wanted to go to the movie and not look at it as if... I knew any people okay, in yeah. it. I wanted to go in there almost like just a regular fan, mm-hmm. so I didn't look at when I I didn't look at anyone in there like I knew who they were, right? You know, and mm-hmm. I actually loved the movie. I thought that I thought that everyone did a great job. I think that the actors all committed. I think that Iraq, what he was able to do with such little money yeah. and such little resources. I yeah. mean. It was amazing. And I think one of the biggest things is taking people like yourself yeah. and showing them themselves on the big screen. Because let's just say, for instance, music doesn't work out. Right. right. Let's just say. And when I say work out, it it doesn't get you what you want it to. Right. But you end up being this top actor. Yeah because someone gave you that opportunity yeah you know what i mean yeah. and put you in a whole different direction than you were even thinking yeah and that's the reason why i appreciate people like Iraq and yeah. shout out irock yeah it's crazy because a lot of brothers don't get that platform yeah but then when brothers do get their platform they don't take full advantage of it like you did
2: yeah
0: they're not serious yeah they show up late yeah they mess up, they smoke weed all day on set, yeah. they drinking on set, they treating it like a party, yeah. they not treating it like, like it's a job, yeah. but you were the complete opposite. Yeah. And that's the reason why I see a lot of good things coming for you.
1: Can I tell you a, a funny? Of a, course. funnier story about me getting into the system? So I believe in a law of attraction, for sure. That's probably why me and you are talking right now, where we had separate occasions on seeing each other, never really spoke, but now we really talking, so... With the system movie, there was a big storm in Arizona, and the guy didn't show up because it was like, it's too rainy, I can't make it. So I'm at work, like literally driving the van to work, and it's in the rain. And I'm like, bro, you said you was going to go. You got to go, no matter what, because I was supposed to be an extra. So then when I showed up, that's when I got the part. So fast forward, we are at Arizona Mills to see the first showing of the system. I bring my mom, because I got to bring my mom, you know, like, you're a boy on the big screen, mom, so, bring her, um, introduce her to I Rock, and, uh, who is that, oh, that's I Rock right here, um, so, introduce my mom to I Rock. they get to talking, somehow, I find out that my mom was raised in the exact same house that I Rock and. I guess his mom and dad were raised in. So Mm. when Iraq and his family moved out of that house, my mom as a little girl moved into that house. And then years later, he's casting me in this film. So it's like, it wasn't a coincidence. Like everywhere that I'm at and where I'm going, I'm exactly in tune and lined up where I'm supposed to be. So that was amazing. Like That's crazy. It let me know like, bro, you're on the right path. Like you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing.
0: And it came full circle. Yeah. When you talk about the law of attraction... Uh, how deep did you get into it? Did you read books? Um, yeah. Any studying? Which, um, which books do you remember?
1: Well, uh, not not really books, but uh, I watched The Secret and, like, different um, people like Bob Proctor and Jim Rohn and uh, Alan Watts and people who speak about it like that. So, it's, the, it's, it's, it, I'm an advocate for it. Like, I, I use it. I've used it all the time. I've gotten instant results from it. I've got results, like, years later from it. So, it's real.
0: I'm... I'm a firm believer in the law of attraction. And also, you know, I practice it. And Abraham and Jerry Hicks are people that you might like. Okay, They have a book called The Law of Attraction, The Art of Deliberate Intent, um, Asking It Is Given, really, really reiterating how to restructure your brain around being able to do the law of attraction because a lot of people especially the listeners out there, a lot of people may not be super familiar with the fact that the law of attraction works or how yeah. it works. And they look at the secret as just mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yeah. and, but I like to look at the secret as almost just like a stepping stone to get to understand mm-hmm. what is really just a universal law, just like gravity. And we're all vibrational beings. Mm-hmm. And basically the way that the law of attraction works is that we all vibrate.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The universe is a vibrating <laughs> thing. It's an entity. So when you start to think certain things they have a certain vibration right. and those vibrations connect to the vibration of the universe and it's going to match that vibration and you're going to experience whatever that vibration is right so like a magnet exactly yeah. exactly like a magnet so if you're really believing i'm gonna get this movie i'm gonna get this movie you're vibrating at that level of getting a movie now the universe is going to start to raise this vibration to match yours and it's going to start to bring circumstances people along your way that help you get closer to that and it's your goal to take advantage of that then you're going to meet it and now you're going to be in that movie you're like oh here it is i wanted this the universe gave me the doors because I said I wanted it. The next thing you know, I'm out, and then this director walks in. I got the courage to step up to him and talk to him because I put that thought out, right. and now the universe brought it. direct. and then if, had I not done that, I wouldn't have talked to the director. Right. This wouldn't have happened, and now you're starting to u- utilize this law of attraction.
1: Yeah. That courage part that you said was, it was vital. That courage part, because you can want all this shit, man, and- the opportunity could be staring you in, in the face and you let fear, like, I know this is what I wanted, but if I ask him, he's going to say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you don't. So that courage to ask that director or go to him, yeah, that's vital. You got to work with the law of attraction and it's not just going to happen because you think about it. It'll, the opportunity will present itself, but you got to be able to capitalize and execute yep. with that courage.
0: And a lot of people don't know that the courage that we talk about on the other side of that is the fear that's keeping you from speaking to them, and that fear is actually ego. Yeah. And I was speaking to someone the other day, and in their mind, ego was only someone who was ego mm-hmm. like self centered, egomaniac. They were looking at the ego as someone they were like, no, well, fear isn't the ego because ego would mean that I'm not fear of anything, right. but it's the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. That fear is that voice that's preventing you from growing. Mm-hmm. And moving to the next step and Mm -hmm. keeping you stagnant. And I like to call the ego the opponent. Okay. It's just the opponent that's here to help you grow and become a better person. Now, one of the people who talks a lot about growth is Gary Mm Vee. And you speak a lot about Gary Vee.
1: Yeah, that's my guy. I was watching (laughs) his videos before I came. (laughs) What was your first experience with him? Um, I don't even think I can remember my first experience. Um, Damn. I think one of my homeboys might have told me like check out this dude Gary V like he he for real. I said, All right, um, checked him out and he just spoke so like aggressive and so like certain of himself and it was just something that drew me to him. And he cussed a lot too, like my parents cussed. So like I was familiar with it. Like we just, F this, F that. I'm like, oh I feel you, you just, just colorful language. So that and just how if he was just no excuses, like no excuses. He was able to break everything down to where it's like why can't you why can't you because of this because of that that's not a good enough reason your grandparents didn't have none of this and they still made like so just that no excuse mentality from from gary i love that
0: when i um i think my first experience with him was when i was doing my company and really trying to understand marketing Okay. And he's, you know, marketing genius and I read his book Jab Jab Right Hook. Yeah. And changed my whole perspective on social media marketing, yeah. Facebook marketing, and I was like, "Man, if ever since I read that book, I've been trying to share that information yeah. with brothers like, "Yo, you trying to do this this on Instagram? You need to read this book. You yeah. need to read this book because this is going to tell you how to get money. Yeah. You can't just keep showing your product. Give them something free, give them something this, give them something this." And gary v is a beast and the fact that you even gravitate towards him yeah i mean that that shows where you are now you actually started a clothing line back in the day yeah is that still going
1: um it's still like i i haven't uh like really went into it it was just like testing it with the music just to see like where my reach was like if i did want to sell merch for real like how far would it go um this is doing all right. Like I always sell out anytime I put out anything. So, um, but I've been working like a nine to five. So to try to do that and do the music and do a song, it was just became too much for me. So now that I'm done with that part, I'm definitely going to get back into it.
0: Now with the, um, with the clothing line, did you know about Gary V before you started the clothing line or did he come around
1: after? Um, He was already around during that time. I didn't use him as an influence for the clothing line at all. I don't know why. Maybe just didn't connect those two things. Um, It was more so just like, I feel like that's what I had to do. Like, okay, you're an artist. Now you need a clothing brand. And I was kind of following that template. But it it was doing well for me when I was able to do it. So I'm going to bring it back and just try to revamp it and do it the right way. You know.
0: Now, I want to... talk a little bit about the 365 songs that's how many days in a year right yeah you know my (laughs) (laughs) it's (laughs) all the the same day it's (laughs) all
1: one day that's what people don't know it's just one day yeah
0: it's and being an artist i know the writing process sucks sometimes the recording process sucks and you chose to do this 365 times what was your end goal with for doing this
1: um really to to get better um as an artist um i know there's a lot of money in like songwriting so i hear um so it's like i wanted to, <laughs> i wanted to be like a a really good songwriter um so i really wanted to get better i also wanted to do something that would make me stand out um somehow without being like too gimmicky so like it was just pure hard work like you can call this a gimmick or try to imitate a gimmick but this is pure hard work you can't just wake up and do this so that um i accomplished those things and to to create rap history like so those things i i knocked them out
0: are you technically the only person right now who's done that
1: uh yeah that i know of like i think there's like this guy he he did like a song a day since like 2012 like i think he's still doing Mad Lib? it Madlib. Nah, it's not mad. It's not a rapper. He's not a rapper. Mm-hmm. Like so as far as rapper, like nobody clear. Uh, the only person I know is Crooked Eye. He did like a song uh, a week, for, yeah, like, the whole year. But yeah, as far as hip hop and rap, like nah, it's never been done.
0: That's. I mean, I just think about like writing and recording and it's crazy. Th- the process. It almost
1: went insane, man. I, I I rap about it a lot. I almost went crazy, man. It was it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. It was, I pushed myself to the absolute extreme, to the limit. I found out who I was. And it helped me, though. It helped me, like, a lot. I had a lot of fear, man. I had a lot of fear and scared to even jump. Like, that's probably why I was at that job for so long, because I was scared to just jump and take a, you know, take that leap on myself. But that 365, it helped me. Like, if you could do that, you could do anything. You could do anything. Like, you have the mental stability to do that, to, you know, so, Yeah.
0: What did you uncover fear wise from yourself in this process? what do you mean uncover you said that um you realized that there was some fear yeah. there on your part what um what areas were you fearing
1: um just n- am I good enough like it, it, if you were so if you were so good by now like why hasn't it popped off like you thought it would and just those those things me me doubting myself even Though all my feedback is 100% good, like, I don't get bad feedback, and I still had that fear and that doubt, like, maybe you still not it. You still got some time to be cooking, like, so those kind of fears. But now I know I'm ready, and it's not even about being ready. It's just about going forward, taking that next step, trying that next thing. So that's where I'm at now. I'm not scared to fail no more.
0: That's dope. Yeah. And I'm glad that you were able to take that out of the process versus where everyone would just tr- be trying to take a record deal or something yeah. out of the process. You took things about yourself that, you know, you can make better. And it's so crazy. I mean, I'm just thinking about, you know, being pushed to the limits like that. And um, a lot of rappers, you know, they're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. And they may want to try.
1: Oh, man. <laughs>
0: I can't even imagine how many have probably already tried this. It's so
1: crazy. Like, I have people who are trying to do, like, a painting a day. This guy's doing, like, a vlog a day. This guy's doing two songs a day. Another guy's doing a song a day. Some people don't think it's real. Some people are saying, like, oh, I could do that. That's too easy. Like, things like that. It's just unbelievable how many people have a narrative about it and around it. But it's, like, even if you wanted to do it, you would have to wait till January 1st next year. Like... So it's, I don't know, it's interesting. It's fascinating.
0: (laughs) So you've influenced a lot of people. Yeah.
1: And that was another one of my goals, to influence and inspire people to, you know, just believe in themselves. And it's not too late. You're not too old. You're not too young to chase something, live for something. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. And I think that one of the things that artists like yourself need to truly, truly understand is that it's not about talent. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that. talent, and I have to talk to like my family all the time because they're some of the most talented people. Why is such and such on and I'm not on, and I? It, it's not about that. This yeah. industry has zero to do with talent. The first thing is, what type of people and how big of a group of people are you going to be able to influence? That's the first thing that they care about. Mm-hmm. Second, are you going to be able to take the message they? they want to give you and use that message to influence those people. Oh, wow. Third, if you're a stranger, are we going to be able to trust you to allow you to come close enough to our section to where we're going to be able to give you certain information Mm -hmm. and uh, give you this power of leading and influencing these people? Because we don't want you to take that group of people and then go rogue and then start giving them a positive message. So we got to make sure you're not going to do that also.
2: Yeah. So
0: it's a, To make it, it takes a lot, and talent is the last thing. Mm -hmm. So I want all the artists out there to not get discouraged if just because you don't make it, don't mean you're not good enough. It just means that you know there were other people who were closer connected to the powers that be that were willing to play ball that they had access to before you. That's all. You can still
1: make some money nowadays. That's what I love about it Is you can still get some money Like without Even being as big as Drake Or whoever He can still get you some money And flip it If you're a hustler If you can grind You're gonna make your money Somehow, some way. And all the hustlers know that
0: mm-hmm. Futuristic
1: Yeah Shout out Futuristic Man, that's my dog
0: He was able to Take the independent route and create a living off of it, yeah. and you work closely with him, yeah. have you taken any of those tactics and applied them to yourself to be able to you know remain in the independent world and get money
1: um yeah, I actually uh read his book um he sent it to me before it was done and it's just like you think would you add anything to it and he he pretty much has it um the thing is he he started he started before me, so it's like i'm i'm following some of the stuff that he do to try to get to that level. But he just, I don't know, he was ahead of the curve. He was in the future, Futuristic. So I have been watching him since back then, and I just saw the transformation And from seeing on the internet and the marketing campaigns and stuff that they did. And I talked to some people who were close to him, and he was telling me how they executed the business plan, and they wrote it, and they stuck to it, and it worked like a charm. Like So I was like, okay, cool. So, yeah, there, there's things that I get from him, and that dude is amazing. So shout-out Futuristic.
0: Yeah, shout out Futuristic. I got to work with him, and I think that he is one of the few artists that I've worked with who treat this like a business. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. And I saw that you guys did a lot of work together. That's why I was excited, because I like to see people like that come together. Yeah. Um, now, we talked about you being pushed to the limits, and I just want to touch back one more time sure. on that challenge that you gave yourself at what point in the process were you ready to give up
1: uh i say <clears throat> around like day 100 150 and the crazy thing is i think i was ready to be done not even because of i was lacking content or lacking creativity it was just i wasn't getting no feedback like and i think that sunk into where it's like bro what did you start this for did you start this for feedback or did you start this to get better into put your 10,000 hours into this process. So after I went back to my roots and my base, um it it got me back on track. But yeah, around that time it was it was tough.
0: Was there anything tool-wise that you used at that time to really really push forward and continue?
1: Um yeah, just going back listening to like a lot of my old music, a lot of old like Lil Wayne, like different different stuff, watching stuff that used to inspire me like to help me remember, like, why I do certain things. Like, you remember that made you feel like that, so that's why we doing this. So, yeah, I would just go back and get that fuel and and keep going.
0: How would you compare the first song that you recorded mm-hmm. to the last song that you recorded?
1: Um, The first song, Feeling Good. I love that song. Like, that's one of my favorite songs. Um, it's my girlfriend's favorite song. Um, That was just, like, me expressing like, yo, I'm really, I'm really feeling good. Just got back from Mexico, had a vacation, like, you know, let's get to it. And then the last song was just like a reflection of like everything that I had just went through. So they're two totally different songs. Um, but the 365 song, it definitely means a lot, a lot more to me cause I vent in that song. I also give you the triumphant, egotistical, like I did it, but then I give you the real like, okay, now we done partying. This is what really happened. So that last song was pretty,
0: yeah. What uh, issues do you feel like you face as an artist here in Arizona?
1: Um, just the lack of, of culture. So, like, um, sometimes people don't take us serious. Um, it's a lot of crab in a bucket mentality. Just And now that I'm rising, like, above it, and I can see, like, for one, it's lack of resources um, and also knowledge. Like, they just don't know. They just don't know. And if they knew, like, the things that you're telling me, I know some of it. I don't know all of it. But if they just even knew those little things, they will move differently and understand, like, yo, we got to move different if y'all even want to try to get to this level that everybody's pursuing. So that and, uh, yeah, just for it being a new market. But I believe it's going to be, like, one of the biggest, like, music hubs in, like, the next, I'd say five to ten years. Really? Yeah, just because there's so many people coming out here, it's like traffic is crazy, people coming from California, the East Coast, so it's a lot of money being generated and being pushed around here. So I believe in Arizona, but it's it's tough out here, but I think that if you're ready and you're armed up and you're geared up, when this wave comes, you'll be able to benefit from it. Maybe not get signed but you'll be able to do something like it's more to just being signed being the biggest rapper in the world there's so many different little avenues that you can get your money because really people just want the money and that's what i learned like if it ain't the girls then it's the money <clears throat> like i
0: don't I don't even know. think people want the money
1: yeah, yeah i think
0: people just want the fame yeah i think that yeah. people care more about the attention yeah and the lifestyle that they think that comes with that. along with being in the industry. then they Then they care about anything else. I agree. And, um, I mean, not that I'm a Drake fan and I hate to quote Drake. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, he said it in one of the songs. He was like, why are you partying? I'm just making all the music that y'all party to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's huge to yeah. think about that because everyone who's partying are partying because they think that's what he's doing. Yeah. They're partying like he does in the music videos. Yeah. They're taking these music videos and applying that to what the life is really like. Yeah. And that's not what it's like. I read
1: a quote and it was like, uh, when there's when there's like a gold rush, don't become like a gold miner. Like, sell the things that, that they used to dig for the gold. It's Like, that's kind of like what it's like. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. it's And
0: it's, you know, that fabricated lifestyle. I've been around it a lot. Yeah. And How's
1: that? Like. Oh yeah, I know it's not what it looks like. I know that, like, I know it's not what it like I tried out for X Factor, um, America's Got Talent, different stuff like that. Nothing like reality, but even that was just like, this is not even how it is on TV, and like going to the radio station, like this ain't even how it is on the radio. Like, so how was that?
0: It was, uh, man, it was, it was surreal. It was like I had all these expectations of what it was like making it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? As a, as a minority. Our only goal in life is to make it.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's we put crazy, so much right. emphasis
0: on making it. So I'm 19 years old, and I think I made it. Yeah, I'm on MTV. Yeah, I'm getting paid more money than I've ever got paid to do appearances. I wasn't doing as many as like a lot of the other cast members, but I was still, you know, making like a thousand dollars to show up somewhere, drink at a bar, lit. Pick, <laughs> hook up with some girls. Yeah. They will fly me in, so it was like. It, it became a drug.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Fame became a drug. Okay. And I got addicted to people recognizing me.
1: Okay. I got
0: addicted to being treated a certain way. I got addicted to never waiting in line. I got addicted to never having to speak to girls. Mm-hmm. Standing there, them recognizing me. Wow. A. I got <laughs> I got addicted to these things that were not real.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I got addicted to all these things that... When you don't have them, these are the things that you gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. I got addicted to them and then they got taken away. Mm-hmm. And then I got to see life without it. Mm-hmm. And I got to realize, yo, everyone who I wanted to be like, I'm, I'm standing right next to them, I'm partying right next to them, I'm in their house and they're all unhappy. Damn. How is it that every single person who has every single thing that I thought that I wanted is unhappy and I'm not gonna say any names, but I'm sitting here in meetings with people and they're pissed at this and this, and I'm like, this is such and such. He's mad about that. Like Wow, wow. That bothers you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I started to see, hold on. Uh I just watched this dude on TV and why is he broke? Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. This person isn't rich? Wow. This person isn't rich? Wait a minute, you only got this for that? Wait a minute, your record label took 70% of your royalties? Wait a minute, you only got this? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So everything you've been rapping about isn't true? Bust my whole bubble. It was kind of like when I found out that WWF wasn't real.
1: I stopped watching it. (laughs) It messed (laughs) me up, yo. I from that yet, so I can imagine.
0: That's what it was like. That's what it was like for me. It was like the one industry and the one thing that I wanted to do was entertainment. And to get that close and realize that it was far from what you thought it was, it was like, it, it, it was devastating. It, it deflated my balloon, man. I was just like, oh, okay.
1: my God. So, okay, perfect. Where you go from there? You you find that out, like, damn, this is it's not real. This is all an illusion. Now what?
0: I had to look at why I wanted to be in that illusion first. Okay. Then it went to the self-analyzation mode. Who am I? What am I doing here? Okay. I fought and got all the things that I thought were going to make me happy. They didn't make me happy. What is happiness then? Okay. That's what I got to. What is happiness? If being at this level of my career doesn't make me happy, having more money in my pocket than I've ever had in my life doesn't make me happy, hooking up with pretty white girls and all different types of races of women just all over me doesn't make me happy. Yeah. What the hell is what the hell? (laughs) This is all those are the only three things I thought I needed. Right, 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 right. If the only things I thought I needed aren't happiness, then what the hell is it? So it messed me up. Went into a whole big rabbit hole of spirituality, religion, understanding life, figuring out what we're doing here, what is happiness, why are we attached to these material things? And really what I came up with is the design okay. that has happened. And the design, especially with minorities. Okay. When it comes to entertainment, uh, a lot of that stems from slavery. Okay. We were pushed in towards entertainment because the house, the house nigga, mm. whatever the case may be, he knew how to play the violin. So now he's getting treated better than the rest of the slaves. Makes you know sense. what I mean? He's dressed better. He has Massa's respect He doesn't He's being In the other slave's mind Treated Just like Massa would treat A regular friend Right So they're looking up Towards this Okay And that's how we were That's that's how we were rewarded That's where the t- Like the terms Koonin And all that come from Okay Is us trying to please Massa Okay Being entertainment Enough to where Massa doesn't We have to make him laugh So much that he doesn't Beat us tonight you. you know what I'm saying Got you and a lot of that stems from from that and we don't even know it.
1: It's in our roots, like yeah. Damn.
0: It's in there and we don't even know it. Yeah. And we're still shucking and jobbing to this day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We're still we're still out there dancing. We still got our black faces on and we're still like, hey, mass, is this good enough? Yeah. And people don't even know that's what the that's what the music industry is. Yeah. That's wow. what a demo is. Wow. Your demo is your initiation telling Massa in the industry that you're willing to do Sound however it is that they want you to sound And do So when they send your demo back to you And they say we need more radio hits Mm -hmm. Basically what they're saying Is that we need you to change your creativity To this you're saying too much shit no 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 We need this Mm -hmm. when you come back With those radio hits like they ask Oh we got you oh you're good You're, You're willing to change yourself for us That's exactly what we want That's what a demo is so seeing all this stuff, it made me pull away from entertainment. Okay. And I understand the power of entertainment, which is why I changed everything that I did in it. If I do a song, has to be a meaning behind it. If I do anything in television, there has to be a meaning behind it. When people watch me, they have to get something, some type of message behind it. Because the message is, is yeah, this camera, all this stuff is fake. Find out who you really are. Dig deep. Find out what your purpose is on this earth. And start doing that. Word. That's all it's about. I rock with that, man. (laughs) That's
1: what's up, man. Yeah. That's deep. (laughs) That's deep. Because I know I'm going to be dealing with, like, going into this, dealing with a lot of that stuff, and I just want to be able to um, be aware of it and be able to identify when I see it, like, oh, I know what this is, and I don't rock with that, so we going to go this way. But I really just want to, like, cover my own ass and make sure – I'm stable to be able to do it how I want to do mm-hmm. it, and I'm not I'm not even tripping off like being on a Drake level. Like I used to have those aspirations, but now it's like you just need to be able to feed your fam, you know, get get your core fan base to rock with you and feed them, feed them, grow with them, and they'll take care of you if you feed them, yeah. and then you you take it from there.
0: And that's that's really all it's about. And you found yeah. the essence of what it's about, and it's about being able to be self sufficient. Yeah. Everyone wants to make it to that Drake level. Yeah, What they don't realize is, and I hate to bring slavery up, but it goes right back to slavery.
1: Holler at me. (laughs) When you
0: get to a Drake level, you are an influencer of a large amount of people. Mm -hmm. You are a leader. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: The elite need to self-pick every single leader. For sure. They can't have any Malcolm X's running around again. Yeah. They can't have any Marcus Garvey's running around again. They can't have any Dr. York's running around again. Yeah. So every single leader has to be chosen. What? Drake was chosen. Yeah.
1: That makes sense.
0: He It's not his skill that got him there. Yeah. No, 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 they no. They can't
1: take a big chance to just have anybody in there. Like, that would be too much of a risk. Yeah, okay.
0: So that's what it takes to get to the Drake level. So all my brothers out there and sisters out there who are artists who want to get to that Drake level, you have to understand that the elite, it, Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, there is a small group that run everything in Hollywood. Yeah. And to get to that Drake level, you have to connect with yeah. that elite. You're not going to get there on your own. They run every single media platform. Every media platform is run by five different five different groups of people, from the news to YouTube to Everything It's run by the same Word. group of people. So in order to get and be a leader on their platform, you have to follow their rules and makes do what sense. they say.
1: It's their company. It's their business. So why wouldn't you can't go into a job and do what you want to do? They're going to fire you <laughs> straight up. Yeah, that makes sense. Bro. <laughs> That's crazy.
0: So what I the advice that I like to give artists is start a business. Yeah. Start a business. I don't care if it's a car wash. I don't care if it's a laundromat. I don't care if it's a parking lot. And I name all these three things is because they're very uh, low overhead. Okay. So they're very easy businesses to yeah. start. You get you get like a parking lot and all you got to do is get the space and now you're paying rent and everyone's paying you now and the overhead is very low. You got to pay one worker to work there. Word. That's it. I know that. Yeah, see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So start a business yeah. because... All of these industries, the film industry and the music industry, they run and they they only run from investments from regular companies. All the top movies get investments from regular companies. Yeah, the music industry gets investments from regular companies. Yeah, which is why they do product placement. Yeah, that's where the products come from. Is because this music video is funded is being funded by. Blah, 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 pins, this vape or Hennessy or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So they got to have their product in there. Yeah. And they use
1: Negroes. Gotcha. And they
0: and so that's really it is. So if you start a business and you're able to create your own funding, what you do is you cut out the middleman.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the middleman is this person that tells you you have to change your music, who's going to put you in debt, who's going to throw you on tour with people, but then take most of the car. Co- that's the middleman that you're cutting out. All you need is to find your own funding. Once you start that business and you get that money, now you decide what you want to do. If you want to put out a movie, you go to your bank account. I'm going to take out 20000 real quick, invest it in this movie. Hopefully, this movie makes me 100000 That 20000 just made me 80000 real quick. This is how they're doing it.
1: Man. Thank you for this information. I'm going to go back and listen to this a hundred times. You, you're a very knowledgeable dude, bro.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll end it there, man. Thank you so much for yeah. coming, man. I mean, this was fun. We got to rap, and I'm glad that I got to actually sit down and talk with you. We have worked numerous times together but never yeah. actually got to do this, and I'm, I'm very glad that we got to do this, and thank you for coming, man.
1: Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me, bro.
0: Of course, man. That's it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to check out all the links, subscribe to all the outlets, and leave comments letting me know what you think. Once again, this episode is ad-free thanks to all of you who have supported my company, Raw Yogi. I cannot thank you enough. If you are looking for an awesome new vegan line, then make sure you go to rawyogibrand.com. If you're a listener of this podcast, then you will get a great discount on your first order. Isn't that nice? Promo code, like always, will be in the notes. Again, thank you so much, and I will see you next week.